Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and this is Jill's Journals Out Loud. Today is Wednesday. It's November 9th, 2022, and we are post-USA election. I really don't even know what's going on, uh, but I do know that we're all still here, and I don't even know if the electricity is on. It must be because my cell phone internet worked this morning. All right, so I'm doing this podcast for two reasons. One, I just had one of those moments that is uh, a test by fire, and I wanted to talk about that. And two, uh, I needed to test uh, some equipment over here because it is a new location. I don't have internet. I don't have electricity. And, well, we're still trying to figure out how to be online in a world where I have no electricity and no real internet. So... What I wanted to do, though, is I just had this really interesting experience. And you heard me in the last podcast uh, share with you my horror show story of moving the travel of the horse trailer one and a half miles, you know, four and a half hours later. And I was thinking, you know, it's easy to think about that as a trial by fire, right? Because it was horrific and... uh, There was nothing I could do. And at one point, you know, I was 100% helpless because there was no thing I could do by myself. And, you know, I was lucky that I was not alone. But this morning, I just had another one with the dog. It was one of those moments that you can only have in the purity of the moment to see how it would, would go. There can't be a safety net. And while the trailer incident didn't have like a real safety net it sort of did in that you know there was me there was other people stopping by you know there is solutions that were uh, they may have taken a long time but they weren't me on my own and just having to figure it out you know much in the way that uh, you know wanderers and travelers long ago there was no one to call and nobody was going to be walking by to help you you just had to deal with it and so this wasn't as bad as that because you know the trailer incident because uh, I wasn't isolated people knew where I was they could see what was happening of course that adds its own set of fabulousness welcome to the neighborhood (laughs) you're the girl that got her house stuck right so this morning uh, what happened was you know we're still in a new area and as you've heard me talk about repeatedly uh, it's been really stressful because all these dogs you know, would be charging us, and they were loose and barking, and I never knew. There was not one direction that I could walk from the previous location, even though it's one and a half miles away, that I didn't have some run-in several times a week with some dogs that were off-leash. And so it's become so stressful to walk the dog that, uh, you know, I was just doing a little tiny loop around the property and hoping for the best, because there were plenty of dogs that would still come on the property. So, because I'm in a new area, you know, I've been tentatively, you know, creeping out one direction after the other uh, to see if anybody's going to come charging down the road. Now, the positive is that it's much more open here. It physically, it looks a lot like, you know, mountain air and Arizona and the meadow where I was. So I don't, it's not a physically different environment, but there's more space. And so I can see, which always makes me feel comfortable because it's not like there's trees right on top of you and you don't know what's lurking behind it haven would know so that would just freak me out because i couldn't see it but anyways we were walking back we're pretty close back to the trailer without incident and i happened to glance over to the right and there were two loose dogs i was on the road and they were in the field and 
Uh, you know, I think I've seen them before, but Haven was off the leash and she was a little bit away from me. And, you know, one of the issues she and I have been having is her complete lack of focus and attention and her, you know, I want it and I want it now. And, you know, anytime you have a puppy, you just, you never know which way it's going to go. You know, Freedom, my previous dog, was so driven by fear. There was nothing he valued more than his fear. And that usually meant running away from me to be safe. With the exception of coyotes, he would come back to me if he saw coyotes. So she's still new at this and I don't always know what she's going to do and we're still learning you know what come come coming back to me means because when there's no leash involved you can't control that process and I saw these dogs and then I you know I registered well I've seen them before they see us they don't seem to be interested in us so I was super grateful and they didn't look underfed which meant that you know they weren't on the hunt for food which made me feel even better Uh, And they're not local because I've seen them in other places, so it's not a territory issue. So there is a part of me that relaxed a little bit, but I was still concerned because I didn't know what Haven would do, and I didn't know what they would do if she ran up to them. And, you know, by the grace, she actually saw them, started, I said, no, come, and she actually came back to me, which because all of you haven't been on my entire journey. I've never had a dog come back to me. All of my dogs are just whatever I want, whenever I want. They've all been very difficult dogs. And so there's been an ongoing drama you know, around that. So this is the first dog I've had that actually responds to positive reinforcement. She responds to commands. Uh, I just have never had a dog that would do that. Not that I haven't tried, and so at least consistently. And so she came back, and as I was walking, I thought, you know, uh, I never want to have these experiences because the outcome could just be over in a flash. And part of that was I had left home. Usually I'm started to bring like pepper spray with me or a walking stick or something, you know, to kind of offer some level of protection. And I realized I didn't have it with me. I had the bag, but the pepper spray wasn't in it. So I felt super vulnerable. So I had actually intentionally turned back home. I didn't want to venture out too far. But I was thinking about trial by fire and how uh, the only way to know how things will go is to have the experience of the fire with no safety net. And that sort of led me to this uh, moment I saw in the TV series Vikings and for those of you who are familiar with Anthony Robbins or others who do fire walks where you create uh, this uh, energy which allows you to walk on hot coals without your feet getting burned Uh, and so and that's an expensive thing that you pay for and one of the reasons it's so successful is you have a lot of faith and confidence because there's not just somebody who's done it many many times there with you but there's this whole energy that happens within the group that makes it so profound that it doesn't it's not really without a safety net because there's all these people that can jerk you off or they can you know bandage your feet or they can throw water I mean there's all these other things that can happen and so you know we create these false scenarios you know convincing ourselves that we are accomplishing a great task you know any version of survival doesn't count unless there's no safety net and so uh, I was watching I've been watching the show Vikings and there was a Christian monk who was in the Viking territory and of 
clash of gods. And so he was going to show his faith by his god. Uh, and the test by the Vikings was for him to hold a uh, iron uh, bar that was red hot. And he visualized himself doing it and then, you know, st- walking the distance and standing before the queen and letting go of the bar and his hands were unscathed. Uh, and yet the reality of the experience for him was when he picked it up, it burned and he couldn't make it the whole way before he could drop it. And that is the real trial by fire. He thought he had faith. He th- he'd read the stories of the three boys or men who were in the fire and didn't burn. You know, the idea was there. The theory was real to him. But the reality, the test of fire itself, didn't hold true because it's really different when there's no safety net. And I feel like, you know, we're moving into this period of time where there's no safety net, right? We just have to uh, have our faith tested, our capacity tested. We have no control over the outcome. We have no control over the process. And, you know, for all of you who have dogs, there's just no 100% controlling the dog. And, you know, the choice becomes, you know, do I give the dog any freedom at all to run? Or do I try to control as much as possible by having them on the leash all the time and you know there's decisions around that and you know how old are they and how fast are they Uh, you know how aggressive are they I mean there's a lot of things that go into that but I wanted to share that this morning because we're you know we're still here nothing traumatic happened at least that I'm aware of or you know that I've been notified of yet and so we're entering a whole new period of fear and predictions and prophecies and scare tactics and uncertainties. You know, gas is going to go up, false flags are going to go up, war is going to start, you know, food is going to disappear. There's all this stuff still coming at us, but the rules just changed because the election is over. And so a whole new test is about to emerge. And the safety nets of the election, meaning you can only get away with so much, are gone, and now it's a free-for-all. And so uh, it's been a free-for-all for the rest of the world for a while, but the United States has just joined the full free-for-all status. And so uh, I thought that was a really good example. Uh, like I said, I wanted to test my equipment. Uh, and then on a personal level, I have no idea how to do this. Uh, we're having a big storm tonight with rain and snow and then crazy cold temperatures of really low teens to single digits probably overnight for the next uh, few days or a week and so uh, I'm going to do my best but uh, I just wanted to see if I could get this up and then if I could get this up to let you know uh, I still haven't because it was such a rush and I hadn't you know wasn't able to accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish before I left that uh, you know I'm gonna do my best and I also realized it's been six weeks since I made a video and that's gonna be even more complicated for me now here so other than you know like a phone short so just wanted to give you kind of a heads up I wanted to share uh, the real what a real trial by fire actually is versus a simulated or a synthetic or a you know, fantasy trial by fire, which a lot of people have been living in a lot of fantasy, you know, with video games and things like that. But the real trials by fire are not ones that you have 
uh, any guarantee and there's no safety net. And we're entering a moment of time or a period of time where those safety nets are going to be pulled away one by one. And so the good news is Haven passed an awesome test. Uh, the bad news is we got a whole new level of who knows what's next coming at us. But we're just going to breathe deep and keep taking one step at a time. And I, my friends, will see you next time.